You are listening to Aldrin Simpia on SAFM, weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Okay, let's try that line again to the Associate Professor of Public Law at the University of Cape Town, Richard Callant. Uh, can you hear us now? Let's see whether the line is clearer. Aldrin, I'm, uh, I'm, I hope you can hear me better now. So- sounds much, much better. Okay, so you were explaining the process and also the conversation that you had had with the speaker. Yes, as, uh, as, you, as you said, there were some objections too, in fact, one from the DA, one from the EFF. Um, I took those seriously, uh, as one should, but I didn't agree with them. However, I did write to the Speaker of Parliament saying that although on the basis of my understanding of the law and recusal, there was no need for me to recuse myself, I was willing to do so if she felt that my appointment would stand in the way uh, of the process. And because of my commitment to constitutional democracy, which has been my life's work, I would never want to be the person who got in the way of the integrity of a process such as this, important as it is. Okay, but, but how, what do you make of what has happened following the comments that you've made or the extrapolation of some of the comments that you'd made on public platforms such as social media and those being interpreted as a bias and therefore you can't be independent? Well, I don't accept that. Uh, I'm a trained lawyer. I've, my whole professional training is about assessing the evidence and doing so without fear and favour and being utterly independent in doing so. I had no doubt in my mind that I could do this, play this role um, in that way uh, with an open mind, looking directly at the evidence. I've got absolutely no doubt of that. I would not have accepted the nomination from the Good Party, who, by the way, have staunchly defended my integrity and independence throughout this process, including today. Uh, I would not have accepted the nomination. I didn't think I could do that. But there's a second part to the test, Alvin, which is whether there is a reasonable apprehension of bias. Two parties made objections. I, I took them seriously, even though, as I say, I do not think their grounds for objection were well-founded. They were referring to articles I'd written about the president a long time ago. They made no reference to my one article on Parla Parla, where, in fact, I criticised the president for failing to account uh, to Parliament, failing to answer presidential questions uh, on the 31st of August. Notwithstanding all of that, the most important thing here is the process and the protection of the integrity of the process. And that's why I made it clear to the to the Speaker in my letter to her last Monday that I would be very happy to recuse myself if she was in any doubt, if she was in any way concerned that my appointment would in any way impair or stand in the way of the integrity and the public reputation of the process. Yeah, and, and upon reflection, um, looking at the articles that are being referred to as well as the tweets that have been, been, been referred to, um, and also then taking into consideration the court of public opinion, because this is politics that we're also speaking about, so there is a lot of influence that's being carried there. Um, upon reflection, do you think that you shouldn't have accepted that nomination in the first place? No, the nomination was made in good faith. Uh, the, the good party made it clear that they trusted my independence and integrity, and I accepted the nomination on that base. I gave it careful thought. I wouldn't have done accepted the nomination without giving it uh, very uh, careful thought. What I've written about uh, any politician or any political leader is, is irrelevant to this, unless I had shown a closed mind on the particular issue. But I had not done so. My comments, my commentary about Mr. Ramaphosa, which has been both favourable and critical over a long period of time, mm. uh, was, to my mind, irrelevant to my ability to exercise my mind fearlessly, independently and with an open mind on the evidence that would be presented to us as a panel. 
Okay. And now speaking to Regent Kelland, the analyst, do you think that there is a case for the president to answer to? Uh, well, yes, there is, because uh, he has failed to provide an answer and most importantly, uh, has failed to answer questions that were put to him in Parliament. He chose on the 31st of August to say that he was going to answer questions from uh, other agencies. But frankly, that was not good enough. And as I said in my article of that day, which was published later that day, I thought that was um, was poor. His duty is to account to Parliament. Parliament elected him. His first responsibility is to account to Parliament. And I believe strongly in parliamentary oversight. My submission, expert testimony to the Zondo Commission was about Parliament's ability to exercise oversight, meaningful oversight over the executive, including uh, the president. So yes, he does uh, clearly have a case to answer because uh, he has not yet dealt with this matter. He hasn't provided a, a public account. But Aldrin, in the end, everything hinges on the actual evidence. And the job of the, the, the Section 89 panel now will be to conduct a preliminary inquiry on the evidence and decide whether the process should proceed to a full parliamentary inquiry. It's a very important moment. It's the yep. first time that any uh, president in the modern era, the democratic era of South Africa, has been uh, asked to face such a process, and the process must be respected and trusted yep. by everybody. And just quickly, Richard, um, I don't know if you had any conversation about how the uh, how the the panel would would operate. Um, but would the panel have had powers, for instance, to call on witnesses? And could those witnesses also come from the investigating agencies like the Hawks? That may well be the case. But, Aldrin, we didn't get to that point. Okay. Because once, once, the, once I wrote that letter and the objections were made, the, uh, the, the, the full appointment, the legal appointment process of the panel and the panelists stopped at that point or was paused at that point. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Richard Calland, Associate Professor of Public Law at the University of Cape Town.